judgment bar. But he cannot find a thing. Then will my heart be glad. While tears of joy will flow. Because I had it settled. Oh, and I settled it long ago. Long ago. Long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. wonderful to have you in worship tonight. Your heart's prepared to worship the Lord, isn't it? How God has been good to us, give us such a beautiful day, and then to be able to come together and sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God is so good to us, and the Lord has blessed us again to have the Yates family with us tonight. We're looking so forward to hearing them. Brian will be bringing a message from the Word of God, and we know God has a blessing for each one of us tonight, and I've come expecting the Lord. I gather in His presence expecting Him to pour out His blessings on us. Let's look to the Lord together in prayer. Father, I thank you for this great day that you've given to us, and Lord, the time that we set aside to be able to study your Word, to learn more about you, to love you greater than we've ever loved you and seek you more than we've ever sought you. Father, I pray for your sweet anointing power to rest upon the Yates family tonight. Thank you, Lord, for their commitment to you, their desire to please you in all things. They've been such a blessing to us this morning and now tonight we expect the same. And I know your hands on them, Lord, and use them for your honor, for your glory. Help Brian as he preaches the word of God to us. Lord, bring back the things to his mind that he studied. Give him great liberty in the pulpit, Lord. And may we soak in the word of God and not only hear it, but Lord, be doers of your word as well. Thank you for loving us so much and all that you have done for us. But Lord, we could spend the rest of this night trying to count all of our blessings and it would be impossible. For Lord, you've given us life and health and strength and now the privilege to worship your name. So Father, we offer ourselves to you in love and service. Oh God, fall on us anew and afresh. Stir us by the power of the living God and for all that you do, I'll thank you. 
for I ask it now in Jesus' name and amen. I hope you'll welcome the Yates family to sing for us tonight.
Men of old say the times have changed. Nothing seems to stay the same. Well, I guess that's true. I can't see it too. Cost of living is gone sky high. There's not much a dollar bill can buy. Well, they call that progress. I wonder if that's true. Our future lies in the unskilled hands of a generation who don't understand that success without God equals failure. Without God, there's no future. Without you, we're losers on the road to destroy this world. Still hope for tomorrow If in our plans We'll dare to be through God Horse and buggy days are gone And we've got planes and trains to travel home, still that's much too slow In these changing times Oh, the sky's the limit far as the eye can see Got the skill, the will, and technology To take us to the top Yeah, we're on an upward climb If there's no place for God in the plan How can we and that success without God equals failure. Without God, there's no future. Without Him, we're losers on the road to destroy. This world is filled with pain and sorrow, but there's still hope for tomorrow. If in our plan, we'll dare to be God. Yes, success without God equals failure. Without God, there's no future. Without Him, we're losers on the road to destroy. This world is filled with pain and sorrow, but there's still hope for tomorrow. If in our plans we'll dare to be through God. I'm listening for the summon from those mansions in the sky where we're Anymore. I won't be coming back anymore. Well, I'm on my way to heaven over on the other shore, and I won't be coming back anymore. I'm gonna meet my friends. 
This world is not my home. 
I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open and I can feel at home in this world That's me home on high. I'll live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh, yes, I'll live in glory by and by. I'll tell a single story there on high. There with my dear Redeemer, no more to die. Oh, yes, I'll live in glory by and by.
it's going to be wonderful one day, isn't it? Turn it around, Steve. Let's do that a little bit more. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord in this place tonight, don't you? not singing, that's singing. Uh, they know, they're from Kentucky and they know what that means. Praise the Lord. God's good. If you enjoy the Yates family, let them know it. Let them know it. I, I know, yeah. And you that are watching, let them know how much you appreciate them uh, because they, uh, I'm telling you, they have blessed us today and uh, known them for a long, long time and they just keep getting gooder and gooder. That's what my papa always used to say. Turn to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 35, Genesis chapter 35, Genesis chapter 35, we'll read just a few verses there beginning at verse 1, Genesis chapter 35, I won't, uh, I won't tell you the details because no one needs that's not important but uh, during this time we have seen God do some miraculous things uh, we heard from a pastor friend of ours Donnie Lovejoy from down in Hamden West Virginia they are having an online revival they've been having it now I think this is the 25th or 26th day um, and they've had well over 20, 25 people saved uh, and they're just continuing on every night until God tells them. And he said people are watching. It's under conviction. And that's just amazing. We're hearing about uh, people being saved. Uh, uh, people, you know, the churches are taking advantage of the opportunities that they're given and using creative ways to reach people with the gospel. And people are listening and they're watching and they're tuning in. And God's also putting homes back together, isn't he, Pastor? Uh, we got a, a beautiful text Saturday morning, and then they're probably watching from a beautiful family that we've known for a long, long time, and we've been praying for forever. And 
It was an answer prayer. Can't go into all the details. God knows it. But I'm telling you what. I, I told the gentleman. I said, I, you have no idea what I, God's laid upon my heart for Sunday night is directly what is happening in your life. And I want to tell someone out there tonight, there's nothing wrong with starting over. There's nothing wrong with starting over. Verse 1, chapter 35. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there. By the way, he'd been there before. And make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, and all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel, he and all the people that were with him, and he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel. Look how the name changed. Because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. We'll stop there. Again, I will repeat to you, there's nothing wrong was starting over and no doubt no matter who you are there is a point in your life where you wished you had a reset button or a start over button uh, one of the great things about modern technology and I just happen to have a piece of that with me up here tonight one of the great things about modern technology you know years ago kids won't know what I'm about ready to say but we had what were called VHS tapes. And VHS tapes varied in length, all depends how long you wanted to record on them, but the, at the minimum, probably what, two hours? Two hours minimum for better quality, then you can get probably six to eight hours if you, didn't want, if you want a grainy video. But the problem with renting VHS tapes, right? At the end of the movie, what did you have to do? You had to rewind them. And in fact, you remember, you paid a fee if you returned them and they weren't rewound. So they came, they came up with these inventions. I'm not kidding. Probably some of them have them because you've been going through your stuff. No doubt Ron Buckle's probably got two or three in his stash at home. But they, <laughs> am I right, Tim? Of course. They actually had tape rewinders that you could take them out, put them in, and rewind them so that way you could watch something else while that one was rewinding. But now with modern technology, we just have one button. All we got to do is hit start over or hit back or hit one button and we can start that thing over. In fact, if you've missed something, if you miss something, you can say, hey, rewind that. And you can rewind live television, folks. It's amazing. It really is. And there's even some uh, technology that you can fast forward through commercials. Now, that, that's amazing to me. But rewinding, it's very important because sometimes we miss things. And all of us in life, there are times in our life when we wish we had a chance just to hit a rewind. That's why pencils come with erasers. That's why cars come with a reverse option. 
because sometimes you write something and, and you mess up and you got to redo it. Sometimes you have to make a, you make a wrong turn and you got to reverse and put, it, and put the car in reverse to make the right turn. Electronics, every bit of electronics come with a reset option. Uh, your phones come with reset options. And life is much the same way. We, our lives want us to go forward and keep moving forward. But God says in life, sometimes when we move forward, we got to go back and we've got to start over. And really, there's no embarrassment with saying that you have to start over. And here's the reason. God even started over. Now, this doesn't mean that God is a God of mistakes. God never made one mistake. He never wondered about anything. He never thought so much as anything as, as, as far as fixing something or making an error. God does not err. God does not make mistakes, but God does start over. Remember a few weeks ago, I preached about Noah. Genesis chapter 8, God looked down upon earth and he repented that he even made man. So he gave them a chance for anyone that wanted to to get in this flotation device that he called an ark and to be saved, but only eight he ended up surviving, but we know that God started over. If, if you go back to a time when Israel was portrayed as a valley of dry bones and God sent the prophet to preach to the dry bones and he said, prophesy, prophesy. And the winds begin to blow and, and those bones joined back with one another, muscles and, and sinews and, and they came back and, and formed back together again. God was telling us that there's a way we can start over. You remember Jeremiah 18, about a month ago, I preached about the potter's house. Remember, he sent the prophet down to the potter's house, and he said, I want you to look at what I'm making on the wheels. And he saw a vessel that was marred, but the Bible says that God, the potter started over. God allows at himself to even start over. So what makes you think that you can't start over? You can, and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. And remember the greatest time that God allowed us to start over was when, our, when the fact that the weight of the, sin, uh, the sins of the world were too much and, and the government didn't have an answer, the world didn't have an answer, legalism didn't have an answer, the law didn't have an answer. So God said, I'll take this matter into my own hands and he sent his son down to this earth to die on the cross of Calvary so that way we all could have a chance to start over. Aren't you thankful tonight? God has a start over button. He has a rewind button. And there's no embarrassment tonight. All you got to do is say, God, I want to start over. And guess what? You can. You can. And that brings us to our text. Jacob was in need of a do-over. Jacob was in need to start over. And, and I could go into great detail. And we have in many sermons in the past about the mistakes that Jacob had made. His own name means deceiver or supplanter. He was a liar. And in fact, we all know that the lies caught up with him. He was even tricked by his own uncle. And he should have went to Bethel. God told him to go to Bethel. And he went to Shechem instead. And when he was there in Shechem, his family learned some terrible habits and things that they shouldn't have been learning. And we know that his son, Simeon and Levi, won't go into the detail, but they got in trouble and you'll find at the end of chapter 34 that uh, basically uh, he, he was rebuking them and telling me, you, you've really caused a bad thing to happen here, paraphrasing. And so 
they were trying to uh, get revenge because of something happened to one of their relatives. And so he needed, Jacob was in a mess, I'll just say that. This point in his life, he was in a mess, and he needed to go back. He needed to start over. And God said, okay, if you want to start over, if you want to move forward with me, you're going to have to go back. You've got to go back to Bethel. You've got to go back to Bethel. The, the word Bethel, as many of you know, it means the house of God. And listen, tonight, we, we've got a problem in this country. Uh, in fact, we've got a problem in this world. And the problem is we've got to go back. The problem is we need to hit that back button. We need to hit the rewind. It's time for us as a nation and as a community and as a people to start over and get back to the house of God. We have neglected God. I'm not talking so much about the church house. I'm talking about the presence of God. We need to return back to God. That's what wrong with our country. We've got it way too easy. In fact, probably God's blessed us way too much and now we don't need him anymore. Now we say, God, I've got enough. I don't need you anymore. And so what God's trying to do is trying to tell us, I'm taking that all away from you and if you want to move forward, you've got to go back and start over. He said, Jacob, you've got to go back. You've got to go back. And folks, we ain't going nowhere as a nation. We reveal we're not going anywhere as a church unless we go back. We've got to go back and start over. So if we, if we start over, what do we have to do? What's well, right here in the text. Number one, if we're going to start over, we have to go back to the place where we first met God. Now, Bethel was a place in Jacob's life, it happened in chapter 28 of Genesis. That's where he first met the presence of God. You remember the first time you had a head-on collision with God? Oh my, I'll never forget it. And you shouldn't either. And he had to go back to that time when he met God. You know the one that the Alpha and Omega, the creator, he had to go back to where he first met him, the one that created all of this universe, the one, oh, the one that I heard a preacher this week say these words. He said, the one that took the left, leftovers of dust and made man, and then he took a piece of man and made woman, and then he took man and woman, and he made every man. That's the one we're talking about. We're talking about God, the creator. He had to go back to the place where he first met God, where it all started where he got introduced to the Savior, where he got introduced to God Almighty. He had to go back to that place. And folks, we need to go back to the time where we first met God. You say, Brian, I can't go back there. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about in your spirit and in your mind. Go back to the first time when you had an experience with God and remember and recall. Listen, God, if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be where you are now. But listen to me. We have to remember he stuck with us and we should at least go back to him and stick with him. He stuck with us through all of our mess. He never left us. He never forsook us. But we have left. It's time for us to hit the rewind button and hit the back button and say, God, I need a do-over. I need to start over. Take me back to the place where I first met you. Amen. I have a, a dear, dear uncle. He's a great uncle. He's still living. He, uh, he's a deacon at Beach Fork and his name is Freddie Brown. And Freddie, there's no, no other Freddie Brown in this entire world. 
And uh, I've seen him do some of the most unique uh, ways of shouting I've ever. Uh, well, I just have to tell you later. Uh, un- unusual, anointed, and a prayer warrior. And I love him dearly. Great, a great supporter and an encourager whenever I see him and his wife, Bonnie. But one thing Freddie is known for, uh, if you were raised like I was raised, uh, it's much like we do here at Rubyville, just a, maybe a little bit, a tad more volume when people come to the altar. But when people come to the altar, it's like a herd of animals swarming around you, you know. And, and that's great. The support and help is there. And, 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 and over here, you got people on one side saying, let go. And then on the other side, you got people saying, hold on. You didn't know what to do. <laughs> and really, you were done praying really quick because they were beating the devil out of you. I mean, they were on the back, you know, praying hard. And when people got victory, when people prayed through, boy, I'd love to see that again. Going back to where people prayed through, you could see it on their face. You could see the burden lifted. Freddie would always break out. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. And that's good enough for me. Tis the old time religion. And he'd sing that over. And then he'd go, it was good for our mothers. And it was good for our fathers. And then good for Paul and Sai. He'd probably make up people. But then we'd just keep on singing it. You know what he was saying? He said, the same God that's been with me through the depression, through times when I've needed him, is going to be the same God that's going to stick with you. And never forget, sometimes we just need to go back to the place where we first met him. Hallelujah. Not only do we need to go back to the place where we first met God, but secondly, if we want to start over, possessions have to be eliminated. Possessions have to be eliminated. Eliminated. See, I alluded to it a little bit ago. They should have went to Bethel, but they ended up going to Shechem. And terrible things happened in Shechem. And they picked up, they acquired possessions that actually became deity to them. So what they owned actually owned them. And they started to put their possessions ahead of God. And so God said, Jacob... If you're going to go back to Bethel, if you want to do over, you're going to have to leave your possessions behind. Everything, and here's the way he put it. Put away the strange gods that are among you. What was he saying? And they they showed what they were. All those things in verse 4, they took them out of their hand. They took whatever it was. Everything that resembled the world, everything that resembled Shechem, everything, the dust on their clothes, everything that resembled where they came from, God said you got to leave it behind. you got to let go of it. And many of you will never go forward with God because you can't go back to the place where possessions don't mean anything anymore. When we're going to realize this time should have helped us realize we don't need the things of the world. What we need is God. And if you want revival, if you want to start over, my friend, the possessions of this world are going to have to lay aside. Lay them aside. Hallelujah. There were the word strange is here is foreign. The word put away means to depart. 
He said, I want you to depart from the foreign things of that, of that place called Shechem. Anything that don't belong to you shouldn't belong to you. Many of you are carrying things that didn't belong to you in the first place. So why don't you let them go? And why don't you have real revival in your home? Maybe some of you, when you're going through your things at your house over the next couple of weeks, get rid of some things that don't matter. They're just weighing you down. And throw that stuff away. Make a burn barrel and burn it. I don't care what it is. But you need to get rid of them if you're going to move forward with God. You say, what are, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking anything you put in front of God don't belong in your house, don't belong in your heart. Amen. What, what you're doing is you're basically saying the things that you're putting above God, those things aren't real, and you're putting fake things, fictitious things, false things above God, and you're chasing after things that aren't real. It's like the greyhound dog that gave up racing because he finally realized the thing he was chasing after wasn't real. He was chasing after a fake rabbit this whole time. And he was chasing after the things that weren't real. And he said, what's the use? At the end of the line, I'm not getting anything anyway. And some of you are like that greyhound dog. You're just running around chasing after things that aren't real, thinking they'll make you happy. I'll tell you what's going to make you happy is hit rewind. Go back to the place where you met God and get rid of your possessions that you're putting in front of God. Or my friend, listen here. You, tell, you get this down and write it down if you need to. If you don't take him out of your life, God can take him out of your life. Anything you put, and this is serious stuff, anything you put above God, God can take it away. Amen. What did he say? Clean, change your garments. Every last bit of Shechem has to go. It's got to be left behind. That word Shechem means to a shoulder. It means they were leaning on things they shouldn't have been leaning on. And God said, what you're about getting ready to go into you're going back to Bethel and you're going to have to get rid of that because you're trying to put your cares and your burdens on Shechem and Shechem ain't going to carry you. I'm the one that's going to carry you. I'm the one you have to lean on. Many years ago, my dad told me a story that uh, I, I still remember it almost, well, just very often I remember it because it's one of those that just stick with you. My dad, as, as a young boy growing up, was in 4-H and he loved the county fair as we all do. Some of us are yay, some of us are nay, but, you know, I like the food at the fair. I'll just say that. But Dad loved to go to the fair, and he had stuff at 4-H, of course. And, and uh, my, my great-grandpa, Oscar, would go to the fair as well, and, and I, my great-grandpa would always take care of Dad. And uh, I'm not sure how old Dad was at the time. I'm sure he was early teens. And uh, Papa always made sure dad had enough money for food or to play games, whatever was available to ride rides. And so he'd always tell dad, he said, now Mark, he said, if you get low on money, he said, I know it'd be embarrassing for you around your friends just to come up and ask me for money. He said, so what I want you to do, I want you to go to the entrance and I want you to lean on that big tree, it's, which is still there today. He said, I want you to go to that tree and I just want you to lean on it. And I'll be coming around. I'll be watching for you. And every time you lean on that tree, he said, I'll know you need help, and I'll come running and help you. What was he saying? 
he was saying, if you need help, all you got to do is lean on the tree. And folks, there's a leaning tree we can go to. It's the cross of Calvary. And look at what they did. They took all the worldly possessions that they had to leave behind and they buried him. Where did they bury him at? They buried him at a tree. What better place to lay your burdens than at the foot of Calvary? Hallelujah. If you want to start over, go back to the place where you first met him and your possessions have to be eliminated. Give me just a few more minutes and we'll, we'll finish. But finally, if you want a revival, if you want to go back, if you want to start over, you've got to make up your mind and have a permanent place where you finally nailed it down with God. I want you to notice something with me. Verse 7 says, and he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel. This is familiar to most of you. But we know Bethel means the house of God. But El Bethel means the God of the house of God. And there's a reason why Jacob changed the name. Because the second, this time actually he went back to Bethel was different than the first time he went back to Bethel. The first, actually the first time he was at Bethel. The first time he was at Bethel he met God. And God made him go back to Bethel because he wanted him to mend his relationship with him. And by mending it, he wanted him to make a permanent place where he knew that he had finally nailed it down and said, you know what? I'm not going back to the way I used to be. And he said, and he built an altar. The first time at Bethel, if you go back to chapter 28, and I reread it, and I, I don't think I missed it, but God showed me something. The first time at Bethel, he didn't make an altar. The first time at Bethel, he took the stones that he was using for a pillow and put a stone monument there. And then the Bible says he poured oil over that place. But this time, when he goes back, God says, make an altar. Make an altar. And he made an altar. And he called the place El Bethel because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. And you'll notice a little bit down further in verse 10. God said unto him, thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more. Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And then he gives him a beautiful promise. And then on verse 14, and Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, even a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering thereon, and he poured oil thereon. So you see the very same thing he did in chapter 28, he does here again in chapter 35, but this time along with this stone memorial, right beside it, 
is an altar. An altar where he could offer up a sacrifice. An altar where he could say from this time forward I've nailed it down. I'm not the same person I used to be. I've went back. I've started over. And this time when I start over, I'm not going back to being Jacob anymore. I'm not going back to be a supplanter. I'm not going to be a deceiver anymore. And God said okay, when you finally realize who you are and you finally realize who I am, thank God now we can do business. Now business is going to pick up. From now on you're not Jacob. From now on you're Israel. And aren't you thankful for the time when you finally nailed it down and you made an altar. It wasn't just lip service. It wasn't just an old dead monument with oil on it. No, it was an altar where you made it right with God. And God said thank you. You can now start over and you can move forward because now and now we got a place that we can start and go forward because you're new. You're brand new. Now you're free. Go and do what I want you to do. Be free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He made a vow in chapter 28. He pleaded with God and said, he made a, he made a great vow and a great promise. But you'll find out from 28 to 35, he didn't do a real good job of keeping that vow. But now God says, I don't want a vow. I don't want words. I want an altar. I want an altar. And folks, if you really want revival, if you want to start over, you can. Doesn't come with a remote, though. (laughs) You just got to build an altar. Build an altar and say, God, take me back to the place. God, get rid of these possessions in my life that are just taking up way too much space. The things we put in front of you, God, we don't want them anymore. I promise he'll take them away and he'll replace them with a move of the Holy Spirit that you've never had in your life. And make an altar and say, I'm not going back anymore. Praise the Lord. What do you need God to do for you tonight? Why is the Yates family to come? They're going to sing. It's amazing what happens in your life when you finally let Jesus come in. And finally let him do a work in your life. Why don't you pray? Ask the Lord for a a do-over. And he allows it. Praise the Lord. Sing. Sing. Hallelujah. Oh, my. 
things were passed away. Behold, all things are new. My life is really changed because About a woman who was sick for years She spent all she had Yet only grew worse She suffered Through many positions But as she pressed As she pressed through the crowd she said, if I could touch him, I know I'll be made whole. Right then, her life, it was changed. It was because Jesus came. When Jesus came, he washed all my sin away. Passed away. Behold, all things are new. My life has really been changed because Jesus came. All things have passed away. My life has really, really changed And it's because Jesus came Oh yes, my life has really changed And it's because Jesus came I'm so glad that Jesus came. Thank you, Yates family, and thank you, Brian. What a tremendous service this evening, and we're so glad that you've joined us in worship. As a reminder, I hope that you will share links and let others know about the services every Sunday morning at 9.30, Sunday night at 7.30, and Wednesday night at 7.30. And uh, be praying down for the week something special God's laid on my heart for this coming Wednesday night. Pray that the Lord will direct it. If the Lord tarries his coming, and I'll be honest, folks, I'm looking for him to come any day, any minute, and I hope you're living in the expectancy of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you. God loves you. Thank you so much for worshiping together with us. We'll meet for worship again seven Thursday on Wednesday evening, rather at seven thirty, right here. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>